we are back. We are in that liminal space between Christmas and New Year's. Just like Kyland is in the liminal space between getting eliminated and being in a relationship with Melissa. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge, Battle of the Losers. I mean, yeah, we're here. It's episode 10 recap of season 39, episode 270 of the You Killed It podcast. 270. Whenever we get to like the round numbers like that, I'm always like, whoa, okay, it's pretty cool. Um, This Kylan, you know, Melissa's gone. I know we talked about this obviously at the end of last episode, but I want to give a shout out to Melissa. Melissa provided a lot of entertainment this season, you know, through nine episodes. One could say Melissa was one of the MVPs of this season. Yeah. In terms of entertainment value. Entertainment value. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like, you know, performance because obviously she kept getting thrown into the eliminations, but just in terms of content. She's a content MVP for her run on the challenge so far this season. Kylan, without Melissa, I'm kind of interested to see how this plays out. You know, I just have one more thought on Melissa because I had a realization watching this episode. I don't really like anyone that's left on the show. There's no one who I, there's like, there's people who I think are good people. Mm -hmm. I, I like Horacio. He's not yeah. great TV. Yeah. I've got no issues with Kyland. He's not great TV. That's a really good call. Like, who there's, is the best TV? There's no one who's, like, good TV. There's either people who are, like, I'm sure lovely people in real life. And then there's, like, annoying people who are trying to be good TV. But, like, I need Michelle and Jay off my screen. See, I go the other way. I feel like the content MVP like dub might be shifting towards Michelle. And I'm saying this, like we're on episode 10 right now. Right. And as we go along, there's more going down, but like Michelle, she's doing a lot, right? She's doing a lot. She's trying to wear a lot of different hats, but I feel like there's a lot going down and no matter what it is, it's going down. It goes through Michelle. The reality of what's happening, like a lot of decisions that are being made, people are like, oh, I got to go talk to Michelle about this. I feel like I need to have a sit down with Michelle. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. This is such a like weird perception is reality thing mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, we got to run it past Michelle. Got to run it past Jay. I'm like, you really don't. You can just do whatever <laughs> you want. You can just like, you know, you don't have to like live within the matrix. You can you can just talk to whoever you, you want. You can vote whichever way you want like you mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want like you really can just like change people's minds on your own yeah and i mean cool melissa's gone she left a note for kyland all that but as we're talking about michelle she goes to do you want to talk about the note do you care about I, the note i i thought i saw nice. the look on your face you you love love so you want to talk love. about the note. here's my here's here's that look on my face though it was so obviously left by production or like forwarded through production because okay. obviously the eliminations happen at night. Mm-hmm. We see Kylan go into his room 
all the beds are made. He's coming out of the shower, and we can see outside it's daylight. Mm-hmm. So the note to Melissa's favorite robot didn't arrive for like 12 hours. Slow, slow mail in the challenge house. That's that's all I'm rolling my eyes at. I'm just saying, I feel like someone in production is like, hey, Melissa, here's a scrap of paper. You know what it made me think of, too? It was like, oh, wait, was there a Kylan and Melissa? Was there a world in which Kylan and Melissa continue this outside of the house? Because I never thought that was even on the table because my assumption was obviously like, I don't know where she lives, but I know it's not in the U.S., Right. So like, I never thought there would be something beyond that. So I was thinking, isn't this a bit of a, you know, extension here or we're going, we're going past the best before date, let's say, you know, yeah. but I like, I like this note of, oh, she spelled my name, right? Sheldon, have you ever dated someone who didn't know how to spell your name? No, I can't say that was a thing. And like anyone that I've dated, like even if their name wasn't spelt in quote unquote the traditional way, my assumption is you would learn that very early on in said relationship. Yeah. And also, and wait, it, how else would you spell Kylan? I guess you'd spell it K-I. I guess I also have to point out he wears his name, like all their uniforms have their <laughs> names on it. It's like here, I have a no, it's kicked over a glass. I have a real life story as I destroy my home. I have a real life story for you. Uh, don't don't destroy your home, John. For people who know what we do in real life, uh, I am a reporter and I'm an editor. And uh, for the company I work for, we had a freelance reporter in Vancouver, and he was reporting on a BC Lions game. That's the CFL. And he sent in a story. I edited it and I moved it. And then he called me 15 minutes later and he's like, I misspelled the quarterback's name on the BC Lions. Okay. Throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, How did you misspell his name? Like, what are you thinking? And it turns out the last name of the quarterback was Stuart. Mm hmm. He spelled it U-A-R-T instead of E-W-A-R-T. Okay. And it's like, hold up. It's on the scoreboard. It's, it's on the everywhere. back of his jersey. And then I took a pause and I realized the reporter's last name was also Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you getting this wrong of any name? Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. I shared it at him and I, and I hung up the phone. All I'm saying is pretty hard to misspell Kylan's name when you're seeing it every day. It's fair. It's fair. From one relationship to another. And Michelle, my girl, talking to Mariah. And she's asking Mariah, essentially, she's trying to figure out if having James in the game is good for Mariah. Is it affecting her game? Then it shifts into more talk about Johnny Bananas. And Here's the thing, right? Like, as they do the, the replay of Tori being like, Johnny's heartbroken. Like, we we know by now, right? Like, this is all fake, right? Mm-hmm. And probably executed by Johnny Bananas himself. But is Michelle here more worried about Mariah's personal life? 
like as a friend or do you think she's more worried about Mariah's gameplay here? So my impression was that what Michelle's worried about is getting James out of the house. Okay. No, but why is a question? Don't dodge the question. The question is James out of the house. Why? Because it'll be better for Mariah personally, because she's struggling with how much she's hurt. Johnny bananas, someone who she cares about or getting James out of the house because it'll, it's a distraction to Mariah's game. Thus, he wants, he wants James out of the house to protect Jay. Oh, I think this is what that entire conversation is about. Hmm. And I also think that Michelle plays a very paranoid game. She's a naturally anxious person. So she's just looking for targets because she's always just looking for targets. And Mm -hmm. James is someone she hasn't been able to get out yet. And so that's where, that's where her eyes are resting right now. Um, Cause like, I think the important thing is she's saying like, Oh, you know, is this a distraction for you, Mariah, an emotional distraction? And it probably is, but like realistically in this, I mean, Mariah got into this on Twitter, excuse me on X, but like, this is who like every man in the house mm-hmm. has a pairing with a female ally. Okay. Right. Jay and Michelle, Horacio and Norris. Norris. Yeah. Right. Uh, to a lesser extent, Olivia and Horacio. Right. Mm-hmm. Forget the romance. He's her closest male ally. Like they're, they're in it now. Like whatever the the shifting alliances, and yeah. also Mariah is. Th- the second least important woman in that alliance, the third least important behind, like just ahead of Colleen and Berna. Yeah. But like, I, I was just going to say, like, how far are we saying this alliance extends for real? It's the weirdest alliance possible. Well, I can't keep track. I like later in this episode, James is talking about like the American alliance, buddy, it's everybody but you. There are people from all around the world in this quote unquote alliance that like includes three quarters of the house. Yeah. Cause I mean, as emphasized as Colleen, Jay, Berna, and Asaf, they're talking about, you know, who they should focus in on, but we get confessionals where we're hearing talk of, is it time to look at Jay and Michelle? And start to turn on them. <laughs> it's like, what is happening right now? Everything just seems to be going too far. And the Berna Michelle relationship is even more interesting to me because we knew that they knew each other outside the house, like they're cool, but we didn't know the extent of it. And as we find out the extent of it, it turns out they 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 FaceTime each other quite a bit. They're emotional support for each other. There might be some tears being shed on said FaceTimes. Like they are close. They have a bond. But it's weird because you come into the challenge house now, and Michelle's here with a lot of her other friends. And you know, you know how you have different groups of friends. You know, you have your yeah. party friends, you have your school friends, your work friends, your you know, podcast your- friends. Right. Yes, 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 exactly. I feel like that's at the crux of this Berna Michelle thing here where Berna's like, wait, we're friends, but like in the house, you don't even really talk to me. And 
Michelle's kind of rattled by this, but what do you make of this whole, you know, Berna coming at Michelle, not once, but like multiple times. I was so confused by it. Like half the time I didn't know what she was talking about. And this is not a language barrier thing. I just like her way of expressing herself is so scattered. Mm -hmm. And like, why now? Like, why is this an issue now? And like, there's one point when they're in the club where Bern is like, yeah, everyone's like looking out for Michelle, but like, I love her the most. <laughs> well, if you love her the most, shouldn't you be happy that everyone's looking out for her? Like, what is, why are you, where's this anxiety coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the, what's the trigger? What's the focus? Like what I I honestly, I was so confused by this whole Berna Michelle dynamic. I was interested that at least one, I think it was Olivia described as codependent. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, because like them talking about them, both acknowledging how serious some of the things are, they talk about what I really think happened here. And I'm going to, no, I'll just say it. I feel like what really happened here is Berna. It's almost like she thought she was the main chick, but realizes she was a side chick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's not to say that, you know, her and, and Michelle aren't close. They are, but like, you know, quote unquote, the side chick provides certain things at certain times. Mm-hmm. And in this scenario where you're in the house and there's a lot of other stuff going on, you know, or maybe it's the other way around where Berna is the main chick, but now she's finding out about the other side chicks that she didn't realize existed. She didn't realize how strong the relationships were with the side chicks, much less knowing that they existed anyways. I actually, you know, I, I feel like we'd never really seen these two interact before. Like I didn't realize they're this tight. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, once I saw it, I was like, oh, I get it. They're actually very similar people. Yes. Yes. They're both very insecure, always having to be like, hey, do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? I haven't, I haven't asked in a while. Do you like me? Well, they're, that's, they're that's their energy. Yeah. They provide emotional support for each other. And so when you're seeing that outlet go towards someone else and it's not being directed at you, that's where you get rattled as burner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get to the daily challenge. Cause this skyball thing at first I was like, what's going on here? But it did actually seem pretty cool. Essentially you got two teams. You have two giant spears and they're each filled with balls. You have your team split into two teams of eight, four of four of the people are in the spear while it's spinning around and the other four at the bottom, they have to solve a huge puzzle. And when they do, it unlocks the sphere. The people in the sphere can release all the balls onto the ground. And then the people on the ground who just have the puzzle have to collect all those balls and get them into the pyramid. First team to do that with all of their balls wins. Mm-hmm. Now, um, my question to you, as we're split into two teams, we have the orange team of Colleen, Raven, Mariah, Zara, Jay, Horacio, Asaf, and Emmanuel. Versus the blue team, Berna, James, Michelle, Olivia, Ed, Narice, Corey, and Kyland. Are these teams actually randomly selected? I don't think so. 
Well, the couples are split up, right? Like Mariah and James are on opposite teams, and Arisa and Horacio are on opposite teams. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm just a cynic at this point about okay. random selection. I, I'm mm-hmm. doing yeah. air quotes for those just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm highly suspicious. The other thing was. You know, I like the games that have strategy, and aside from being good at catching balls, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the strategy is. I'll tell you what can't possibly be the strategy. Okay. Doing too much Michelle is shouting to, she's one of the people in the sphere, she's shouting to her teammates on the ground what the answer is to Mm -hmm. the puzzle. See, I think you're looking at this wrong. I think she's just taking charge and being a leader and trying to help out her squad. So good leaders do. They what take charge. This, what is this bit that you've been trying to do the past two seasons of being Michelle's number one fan? It's no bit. I'm being serious. She's a leader. She's no, taking charge Sheldon, of her team. I know you well she's enough. She's able to have a great view. Being up in the sky, she's able to have a great <sighs> view of the entire puzzle and the puzzle pieces. And so if she was able to see it first, she's helping the team out. Folks, Sheldon has clearly accepted sponsorship money on this podcast without running it past me. He's clearly getting money from Michelle to speak like this. Listen, Michelle helped her team, right? <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> no, no, no. The blue, the blue team, I mean, I'm just saying, she helped her team get off to a good start, and it's not her fault that, you know, her team was slower in terms of getting all the balls in place, and Narice couldn't even catch the balls as they were just hitting her in the face. So which hold is on, funny. I'm you might be the Michelle number one defender now because mm-hmm. you've been body snatched. But the thing that Michelle should have done is they had to like do a uh, uh, a lock and undo it. Mm-hmm. Once she realized that the word was chaos, she should have just undone the lock. I don't know if you were allowed to do that. I think that would be cheating. And um, cheating would, is not allowed, John. What would Johnny Bananas have done? He would have put the code in, waited for it to be done, <laughs> and then just unlocked it. Yeah. After. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's the move. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it comes down basically to how well you were able to coordinate with your team. So you had Ed, who was sitting on top of one of the pyramids for the blue team. And you had Jay sitting on top of the orange pyramid for the orange team. And how quickly you were able to basically catch alley-oop passes and dunk the basketball into the pyramid is basically what this came down to, right? Because the blue team was ahead and... You know, it's it's tough to really tell throughout like who was ahead and how long the lead was or when like things changed, but they showed a pretty good montage of both of them working quickly. Was there anything strategy wise that you thought the teams could have done differently? The only thing I could think of is if there's some sort of way to get a second person up there also dunking. Hmm. So there's like a ladder up the side. If you had a second person standing on the ladder, catching and then like reaching around from the side to duck them in, so you're getting wow. like, okay, interesting. That's the only thing I could think of. 
Yeah. Did I you have any ideas? Be more organized at the bottom. Like, you know, you have one person throwing the passes up to the person. And then yeah. the other, you have one person who's like gathering the ball and you make sort of like an assembly line. So that's just mm-hmm. constant movement. Cause I think at certain points it was not that the person was waiting, but like you have to make sure you're timing it out perfectly for the two people at the bottom. That was my thought. But I gotta say, I was impressed with both Jay and Ed. I didn't see them miss any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like Jay's orange team won by about 10 to 15 balls. And I'm doing an estimation by one of the shots that looked like it was at the end after they won. But who I, knows how close it really was. I will say it seemed like they kept showing us the same clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was edited weirdly. Like I felt like there are certain points where you could feel, you felt like they were further along. And then they'd cut to another shot where there were just more balls all of a sudden. Yeah, like, Wait a I second. felt that too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was super strange. But it ends up being a men's elimination, which the women are very happy about, openly very happy about it. Uh, but So it comes down to pretty much Ed picking between Ed, James, Corey, and Kylan for who's going to go in. Horacio is super rattled. Because, you know, as they have the deliberation now to pick, because you got to do it right after, which I still like that this twist yeah. right on the spot, you got to pick. And the names are being talked about here. Right. And remember, this is between the squad of Berna, James. Oh, no, sorry. That's the wrong team. This is a team of Colleen, Raven, Mariah, Zara, Jay, Horacio, Asaf, and Emmanuel. They have to pick between the dudes on the other team. Now, you would think, you would think, if we just go for who's on whose side, what is the alliance numbers, and you're picking between James, Ed, Corey, and Kylan, you would think that if you're Kylan, you're boys with Horacio, you're supposed to be boys with Jay, which also means you're supposed to be boys with Asaf, you should be safe. Should be. But that's not really how this went down. How would you describe the tensions in said deliberation? I mean, it was Horacio versus the world, right? Yeah. Like, and Jay said nothing, like not a word. Mm-hmm. But also, I felt like Kylan was a little naive. Yeah. Like he was already the odd man out in the quote-unquote American Alliance. Well, also, they just watched your... You watched the person that you were hooking up with be thrown in every single week. Yeah, (laughs) Clearly, nobody cares about you or else they wouldn't have been trying to throw in your significant other every week. Like, Look at the difference between how Melissa was treated versus how James is treated. James is thrown in like once. And after that, Mariah kind of like did her thing to to get him off the radar. That didn't happen for Kylan. So I think you're right. I agree with you there. <laughs> I also thought Horacio was a little naive. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, oh, I can't believe Jay is doing this. Like, have you never watched this show? <laughs> Specifically seasons with Jay in them? Like, this is who he is. It's also just funny because, like, Jay has never done anything on this show to command this level of power. No. I I truly don't understand how Jay and Michelle have such a grip on this house. 
No, but like, I'm saying like at baffling. least Michelle won Survivor. Like there's at least yeah. some she's been on more seasons than Jay, right? Like there's some and again, no, I'm not doing bit here, but I'm just saying in terms of the two of them between Jay and Michelle, like Jay is living off of like, oh, he beat CT in an elimination. Like that's what he's done. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, Yeah. So basically, as you mentioned, Kylan's name gets brought up. Jay doesn't really say anything. Horacio is the only one to sort of counter it. And they end up saying Kylan's name. Kylan goes to Zara, and I think this was a super smart move, especially how he broke it down. He's like, me and Zara, we talk about stuff. We have a good relationship, but we don't really talk game. So she has no reason to like lie to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting take, and he was right because she tells them exactly what happened in their deliberation, which was the fact that, you know, Horacio was the only person that had your back. Mm-hmm. And with this information, Kylan now knows, oh, maybe I can't trust Jay. I just I don't understand why he has to do like a forensic investigation about why he's <laughs> going in. Right. Because he like then they're in the club and he's like, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to piece this together. Like why? You've been told <laughs> by multiple people, including Horacio, who's your closest ally. Everyone voted against you in that group except for me. Yeah. And it's back to Paisara. Right, like all you at that point, all you need is Zara and Horacio being like, "Yep, everyone threw you in except Horacio, who fought for you." Jay said nothing. That's that's all you need to know. That's that's the information. But like, he's like, "What order did people vote? <laughs> Why?" Like, it doesn't matter. What matters is you're going in. That's yeah. that is the key information. Yeah, he's going in and basically. You know, now starts the campaigning. You got Corey trying to campaign against James. Mariah's campaigning to keep James safe. Um, Ed is trying to campaign against Corey. Like, it's a weird dynamic of what's going on. But, like, Ed and James are pretty much boys. Corey somehow, like, the the amount that we get told about a Corey rebrand in this episode is very much like, really? Like? What, 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 what's happened here? He basically just hasn't been a part of the episodes. I don't really think that he's got out of his way to like do anything different other than just shut up. It was like two episodes ago that he threw or sort of tried to throw Melissa and big T under the bus. Maybe three episodes ago. Like not even, no, it was the last, wasn't it last episode where he said he, he remember he, he he tried to have this whole, Oh no, maybe it was two episodes ago. Where Big he's T like, was I was lying to Big T. Yeah. yeah, I lied to Big T and Melissa and told them that I had their back. But really, I was working as a double agent. <laughs> I so don't understand why that qualifies him as being trustworthy again. <laughs> I also don't understand why he's working so hard for Michelle, who clearly <laughs> prefers Jay over him. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I don't know. I find it. I find it super strange. There's there's maybe they've just been in the house for too long. And so everyone's kind of unraveling except for Ed. I feel like Ed's remained solid and remained himself the, the whole way throughout. So it was even kind of weird to see him playing the game where he was trying to like talk to people to get, you know, to sway votes away from himself. Um, yeah, no, the, that whole well, scene in the club was super weird, man. And at one point, Michelle's like, yeah, Ed hasn't had the conversations he needs to have yet. Like, what? He's all that means is 
all that means is he hasn't talked to me about game. And everyone has talked to, talk to, to Michelle me. enough about game. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like she's like, everybody has to talk to her about game. <laughs> it's insane. It's an insane house. It's an insane dynamic. The, the whole Berna confrontation in the club, like I I don't understand what's going on. Like I said earlier, Berna is mad that people are protecting Michelle when she loves her the most. Yeah. She literally said that. She's mad that Michelle is spending more time with other people than she's spending with her. It's like, how old are you? 12? Like, what, yeah. are you, what are we talking about right now? Right. But I also think at a certain point, I realized very early on that the Remy's in the system in this oh, yeah. moment. And so, you know, that's like probably adding into a lot of things. And it, it just turned into like a mean girls type situation, right? Like, Whose crew are you hanging out with now? Like you were hanging out with us, but now you're hanging out with all the cool kids. And like, why are you always with with uh, Olivia and Narice? They don't care about you. I care about you. You're one of me. It's very strange. But I also the weirdest part about it to me is the fact of this is a a, a dude's week for the elimination. Yeah, just relax, chill out, enjoy the week of safety. There's no reason for you to cause drama. So strange. Um, whole, Michelle, Michelle's rattled by this, but I, I, is, does Michelle create this problem on her own? Yeah. A hundred percent. This is the, one of the central issues with Michelle's game is that she, first of all, tries to be in an alliance with everyone. Mm-hmm. And she sells it as oh we're friends right like it's never a marriage of convenience oh no you're you're my friend like that's why we have to do this Mm -hmm. and then people expect her to be their friend yeah and for someone like berna who we've seen is probably not built for this game like i want to be clear i think berna's a good person in real life yeah. Problem is she's applying real life logic and rules and expectations to a situation that's not real. Exactly. Exactly. The reality of what the challenge is and what your relationships are in the challenge house are completely different than what happens in real life. And we've seen this as we've watched the show for decades now, right? We've seen the, the fact that you can have a completely different relationship outside the house. But once you get in the house, that relationship dynamics have to change because you're playing a game, right? Well, I I also think that this is why Johnny Bananas has historically been so successful Mm -hmm. is that he allies with the people he is friends with Mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. He never allies with people he dislikes. Yeah. He never, like, no one can really accuse him of backstabbing because, like, when Johnny Bananas is in the house, you know who his is on his side. Yeah. Right? Like if Leroy's in the house, if Nani's in the house. Yeah. I mean, a long time ago, but if Kenny or Evan in the house, you know who he's rocking with. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. For sure. Totally agree. Uh, you know whose side Mariah's on. She's trying to get James to speak up for himself, but he doesn't want to beg, which like there's part of me that's like, no, I understand that. Right? You don't need to like go out and campaign for yourself. At this point in the house, Everybody knows what the deal is. There's not really a need to do all that, you know? And and I'm saying that while also saying 
how weird I thought the Ed thing was, right? Trying to campaign to keep James, but not Corey. I was kind of like, this doesn't seem, this is the first time I'm looking at Ed kind of sideways because it doesn't seem, you know, on brand, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? I think we are at the point of the season, though, where, and you already said this, but where they're all going a little stir crazy. Mm-hmm. They've all lost perspective. Mm-hmm. They've been there for like a month. Yeah. Right? People have coupled up. So, like, yeah, Horacio and Norris are in the house, but like, you're not talking to them most of the day. Yeah. I have a, I have a question for you. I have all a right. question for you. You have Kylan, you have Horacio, you have Jay. They're having a conversation finally that Kylan's been waiting for, where he's going to confront Jay and be like, yo, man, what happened? Like, how come, you know, you didn't stick up for me? My question to you is, have you ever seen a worse response to being called out for basically, you know, your, your, your true colors being shown? You know, have you ever seen a worse response by someone than Jay? Who in this moment where Kyland is asking, you know, how come you didn't have my back? I thought we were in a re- an alliance. Jay's response is, well, when Melissa was in the house, you isolated yourself from the rest of us. And so we didn't really know what was going on. First off, whether that's true or not, we don't really know. But that's not helping your case. But then you double down and you say, it's kind of like, just like Norris. <laughs> Yeah. It was the quote unquote significant other of the other person in this conversation. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you know, Norris used to be talking game all the time. She used to be talking to everyone. And then now she's just laying up with Horacio for like three hours a day while Horacio standing right there. And I'm thinking, Jay, what are you doing? Like, how, how do you use an example of the dude whose girlfriend you're trying to convince you're still cool with? You're like, it's almost like he did the complete opposite, right? Where it's yeah. like he's supposed to be saying why we're still cool. And instead he's saying, well, actually, Kylan, me and you haven't been cool since you started hooking up with uh, with what's her name? Melissa. With Melissa. And also, while I'm here, Horacio, you're doing the exact same thing. <laughs> and it's yeah. Like, that was not the plan. What are we doing here? What's the strategy here, Jay? Like, I, I really don't get it. It's a, it's such a weird moment. And I also was sort of surprised that both Horacio and Kylan were like, all right. <laughs> like, they didn't really push back. I think it was one of those, we're going to back pocket this. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want to cause waves right now. But we we this is essentially Jay letting us know we're not on the same team. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was Jay's goal, but I don't think that was Jay's goal, right? If it is, it's a dumb goal. <laughs> I also, I think it's such a weird expectation to be like, that both Jay and Michelle seem to have, where like, oh, if you're not checking in and talking game with us every day, mm-hmm. you're out. Like, that's a weird expectation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, super weird. Super strange. But it's it's also just like for you to say we didn't know where you stood because you were just isolating yourself with your your significant other in the house. As if if he didn't have the opportunity to do the same, he wouldn't be doing the same thing. Yeah. Can I'm gonna say something that's <laughs> maybe a little mean. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. It is mean. 
I think it's time for Jay to give up on his current hairstyle. You know, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. And I say this as someone with thinning hair. Mm -hmm. There comes a point where you got to be like, all right, this is the hand I've been dealt. Yeah, I think you just have to embrace your new look, whatever it might be. So, you know, if you are watching this pod on YouTube, first off, thank you. If you're not, hey, come on, just click on, give us a like, maybe send us a comment, all that fun stuff. We appreciate that. But you'll notice that, you know, sometimes I'll have a fresh cut, but most of the time I'm wearing a hat, right? And I feel like Jay finds himself wearing a hat most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so when he's wearing the hat and getting his like sort of surfer dude look going, you know, and the hair still flowing, it looks a lot different than when he's not wearing the hat mm-hmm. and the hair is just kind of, again, flowing. And he hasn't really mastered that. No. This is where I'm going to call out Michelle here. Oh. Because oh. I feel like as a friend – as a friend, if you're Michelle and your man's is going on TV, you got to talk to your boy and help him out a little here. Mm-hmm. Make sure he has his hat with him, you know, or even talk to him about, hey, you know, we need to start looking at some different kind of cuts here. You know, who's yeah. the challenge barber in the house? You know, I agree with you. It is a tough one. And listen, I deal with the same issues. You know, you got to just figure it out. You got to be on top of things. But it's a difficult, it's a difficult time. You know, you gotta, time. you gotta find what works for you. I'm just saying it's not working for Jay. Anymore. You might get caught once or twice, but you can't get caught for a whole season. That's no. what I'm saying. I'm with you. So deliberations, I didn't find really that remarkable aside from Kylan being actually quite charismatic, wearing an all black outfit saying, this is a funeral. Cause it's the end of my like, association with melissa Mm -hmm. i mean great idea probably should have done it before the daily challenge yeah but like i this was the most charismatic he's ever been i thought Mm -hmm. and i i also was impressed that he seemed to win some people over it doesn't matter because he's already going in but like it was better than what james Corey, or ed had to say yeah, it was one of the better performances for sure that we've seen during the deliberation. I was most surprised in this deliberation because it seemed like Olivia and company were not going to like before this happens. There's a conversation where um, Mariah comes in and she's pretty forcefully telling the girls, oh, hey, yeah. like, don't vote for James. And she's pretty forceful about it. And to me. I almost thought that she overplayed her hand. If she came on a little softer with this, there might have been a world in which the the rest of the women were like, okay, we'll let James slide one more week. You know? Or we'll Mm -hmm. let him slide here. There's no need to put him in here. We can put in someone else. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she was just so forceful about it. And then I was stunned when the deliberation actually happened. The votes were in. And you had Olivia saying James's name. You had Narice who told Mariah that she would not say James's name, right? Like we saw that it's on camera. And then she went back on her word. I thought that was super interesting there. Um, So James, yeah, he ends up being the vote. 
were you surprised that James ended up being the vote? No, the other the Ed and Corey stuff had the feel of just being outside noise. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, uh, why wouldn't it be James? There's no reason for it to not be James. Yeah, I mean, Corey remains as a number, but there is a world in which if you are those women, you would trust in James's number over Corey's number because at least you know, hey, if I do this solid for Mariah, Mariah has James under quote-unquote control, whereas Corey's proven to be a wild card. We don't know what Corey's going to do. Mm-hmm. Right, we we literally have no idea what Corey's gonna do. So yeah, there was a world in which I almost thought that might happen. I didn't think Ed was ever in trouble, but yeah, it ends up being James going down. And who do we get as the champ coming back to town? Durrell. I gotta say, hearing like I started watching the challenge after Durrell was off. Mm-hmm largely off i remember watching his season of road rules but like i haven't like i didn't see him in his challenge prime the fact that he won four challenges in a row is (laughs) wild yeah it's it's funny because this is a week after the discussion about tory being one of the goats right and it's like okay so 14-time challenger, six finals, and the only person in history to win four titles in a row. That, and that's before you get to the dominating performances, right? Because I forgot, like, Laurel only won once, right? Yeah. But Laurel's dominance in those seasons, and I feel like a lot of the seasons, I feel like she's only been on seven seasons, first off, or six or something like that. So it's not like she's been on a high number, but she's put in work. In those scenarios, right? And there's been a lot of times where she's like going against everyone and like winning eliminations and like the odds are just stacked against you to win. But four in a row is crazy. I don't even care that it was early on in the game, you know, the game's existence. Like everybody knows you're that good and you're still coming through and doing it. And also, didn't Darrell, is Darrell... Is he the one that knocked out that dude one time in the house? Yeah, he knocked Brad out because uh, Durrell is a gold gloves boxer. <laughs> yes. And Brad was really drunk and like throwing his weight around and like shoved and like Durrell just popped him, like dr- yeah. immediately dropped him. It's one of the best moments in challenge history. And like they were both kicked off the show for that. Mm-hmm. But like, Brad was removed from the show because he like couldn't compete anymore. Like he was wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing about Darrell that I think people forget is he, he won four times, but like remained a person of with integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very hard to do on this show. Yeah. He's a good solid dude. Right. The whole time, like he was he was an OG to the young bucks. He never really played a dirty game. You always kind of knew where he stood, you know, which was more so to on his own because he just trusted in his ability to win challenges or win eliminations. But no, Darrell is just like a good he's like on the all character team. You know what I mean? Like a good dude on the challenge. And he also gave me my line of the episode. 
because when he decided, you know, when, when he's in his confessionals, which he is a confessionals goat as well. And he's improved over the years a lot in his confessional work. But he says, James and Kylan don't look like no challenge champions to me. James looks like he's about to go ice skating. He's got his tights on. He needs to go to dancing with the stars or something. I mean, whatever. I guess it's time to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. It is pretty funny, too, to think of you're this challenge OG. You come on the show now, and you don't really know any of these people. There's no familiar faces for him, really. No. No, he, yeah, he comes out. He's like, hey, Mariah. Hey, uh, uh, Michelle. I think there might be someone, but that those are the only people he knows. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Um, I did. I think my line of the episode comes immediately after Darrell pulls Kylan's hammer, mm-hmm. and up on stage, Mariah immediately breaks it down like Shawn Michaels in 1998 and tells everyone to suck it like crotch chops <laughs> and all. Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> I guess I it's tell, not a lie, but it's a reaction. It made me it made me laugh. You could tell Darrell really didn't want to go against Kyland. No. Right? Like he really wanted to go against James. And James is such a loser too. He like points at Darrell. He's like, Oh, you're a lucky man. Right. And it's like, really, James? Like you were about to lose, bro. There's yeah. no way James would have been good at this challenge. He's too no. like uncoordinated. It would have been horrible. And his um, we already know his cardio is bad. Yeah. What did you make of this elimination? It was, how can I explain this? I thought it was cool. It was a good visual. I think it required a lot of like physical strategy, but I feel like it's too subtle for TV. Mm. Like there is no obvious way in which they're building strategy or a tactic or, or, or like a way of doing this. Yeah. And because of the way that you have to edit it together, we never really get a good grasp of like how it's going head to head, you know, like they would show us, okay, this person just went, okay, that person that's just went, but they would do like these like montages of not things being lit, but just like the things moving around. And it's like, literally nothing's happening right now. (laughs) Right. Like you're just filling time with these montages of the things moving, but not like it's getting any closer to being lit just generic movement of the platform. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It it, it looked was, cool though. It looked cool, but I just like, in terms of like the gamesmanship, the strategy, it wasn't there. Are you a little surprised or maybe surprises in the word, but like I was felt a little bit let down. I'll say that like Darrell didn't come in and it was like the wishbone. Like I wanted to see a physical, like I'm not yeah. saying it had to be, you know, hall brawl, but something physical where he's coming in and it's the wishbone, you know, where he has to rip it away from the competitor, like something where it's like, no, you're going against one of the challenge dogs. Like you got to go against them. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to, again, point out that I at least am suspicious that Johnny bananas pulled out. So they put Tori into his spot and that would put Durrell into Tori's spot. Ah. Like, doesn't this seem like it's a competition designed for Tori? Interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. 
and it would also make sense further to your theory as well that like Johnny was there but like didn't come on the show or whatever. Yeah. Because Darrell making a comment to Mariah, mm-hmm. that's not something Darrell would just do. No. Do you know what I mean? Like that's out of character for Darrell. But you could see a world in which Bananas like, yo, man, you know it'd be really dope if you went on and he, he said something to her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because like I don't think of Johnny and Darrell as tight, but they obviously know each other. I think they get along fine. Yeah, but that was like the funny the the because what he what does he say? He's just like oh, don't worry, don't I'm not worry. Tell bananas. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is like, like at that point he like bananas already knows like yeah. that's been established. Yeah, so you're just making a little dig just just cause just for the TV. Yeah. Doing it for TV. I hear you. Um, yeah. And then what happens here? So Kylan ends up winning. He stays in the house. I'm still confused at the fact that the competitors still don't really have a strategy in terms of, are we putting in good people to try to win us the money? And, and thus, who are we cheering of- for in the elimination? <laughs> yeah. But also like they, not only are they not protecting the bag, but they are putting in people who like they should be putting in the people they don't want to face yeah. in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet here we are. Super interesting stuff. Yeah. So Darrell leaves. They tell TJ tells them they got to go back to the house to get ready for the next daily challenge. And that's how this episode ends. We get a I'll trailer. You, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, Shelly. I, when he said that, I'm like, Oh my God, they're doing the final. I can't wait. Because I was excited for the season to end. <laughs> See, because I knew that it was only like episode 10 and this is MTV, the MTV version, not the CBS version. Yeah. I knew that there was a long ways to go. But also just, when they I played the trailer. Just for a moment. When they played the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, there's still a long way to go in this season. Yeah. And I mean, really we know... We know that CT is going to be on. Mm-hmm. We know that Kara is going to be on. We know that Laurel's going to be on. But even still, that's not really enough. That's still, you know, a lot of weeks ahead of us. So I will say the trailer did look okay. Mm-hmm. But overall, these characters, they're not in the same mold as, you know, challenges we've had before. No. But you know, I'm I'm still I'm I'm still entertained. I will say I'm still entertained. Yeah, it's it is entertaining, but my God, they don't know they don't know how, how they're playing this game at all. Yeah, that's that is correct. That is correct. I yeah. thought I muted my mic for a second there. That's what you know. My <laughs> awkward pause was there. My apologies. No problem. Um, yeah, it was. I I felt this is one of the weaker episodes, to be honest. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But I am looking forward to what's coming up because I know there's some headbangers coming up. Not headbangers in terms of like competitions, but just good episodes because there's like drama coming up. You know, I think that's pretty cool. And I know when Laurel comes on, it's going to be amazing because obviously Michelle shook. So that's going to be funny. 
and Michelle, the Michelle Laurel dynamic is something I'm looking forward to a lot just because I find it hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I want Jay and Michelle to get their comeuppance. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a tough question, Shelly, but who killed it for you this week? I'm going to give it to Kylan. And the reason I'm going to give it to Kylan is because, you know, he loses his boo. He's in a tough spot. He loses his alliance officially because he realizes that Jay isn't really on his side. And the people he thought were in his alliance let him go into elimination. And then he he goes in against Darrell and pulls out a victory. I think, you know, things were set up for Kylan to follow Melissa out the door. And said he said, no, not today. Put his foot down. He won a difficult challenge. He did a really good job. And yeah, that and the fact that I have no idea who else it could possibly be. <laughs> it's it's sort of by default that I'm picking Kylan. The one thing I'll add on to everything you just said is that he gets to be in the house for like uh, at least another round because presumably next week will be a women's elimination. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he'll continue to get appearance fees but like again, the gameplay on this season is so hilariously bad, uh, and like you know, Kylan's our MVP. But like, he, I can't say that we killed it. Like, this guy is still trying to figure out why he got nominated. Like, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Out there. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows or understands a game. It's so funny to watch him figure it out week in week out. Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Also, huge shouts to the people liking and subscribing to the pod wherever you listen to the You Killed It podcast. Remember to rate us, review us, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That's how you support the movement that is a You Killed It podcast, especially the YouTube videos. Thanks for the people commenting there. See the comments. Appreciate that. Appreciate your insights. People that respond to us on Twitter. Huge. Appreciate that. Love y'all. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and threads at J. Chidley Hill. When was the last time you went on threads? This morning. For real? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like threads. Okay. It's They got to work out some kinks, but it's a better vibe than Twitter for sure. Okay. Uh, until next week, this was You Killed It. You can